When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply here we go! There's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Guys, this is Madison. There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Good. Oh my God! Denver's got a touchdown. Picked off by the Bronco. Ah Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. And Jess Place. Let's go, son! Let's go! Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Oh, mother! Oh, mother! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Something Something Broncos. The Denver Broncos fell on Sunday again uh, to the New York Jets. This time, they scored nine total points, and they lost. Nine. Nine. They scored, they scored nine, and they lost? And they lost. It was their 100th point of the season. Here we are, this deep, and they've only got 100 points, total cumulative points for this season. Mike, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great, you know, because my spirit's been broken. Um, I feel like it's just like rolling off my back now. Whatever. Yay. Trade deadline talk is heating up. Heating uh, up. Remember, There's remember a- the preseason when we were talking? Like, we, I was like, maybe they're showcasing Bradley Chubb to trade him. I was maybe. right. I was right. It looks like they were showcasing him to trade him in Week Seven. Well, if they were, if they were five and two instead of two and five, this wouldn't be happening. I just want to uh, say that I was right. Can we just, can we just dwell on that for a moment? That 
You, the unthinkable is now thinkable. This is where we are as Broncos country. Yeah. So, so the latest news is not really news. It's it's uh, uh, Dove Kleinman was saying that Dove Kleinman was saying that if the Denver Broncos lose in London this weekend, that uh, Bradley Chubb could be traded. Also, water is wet and fish never get thirsty. So, uh, I don't know if that's really news, but um, all options are going to be on the table if. The Broncos lose if and when I have zero faith that they're going to win this. Like, why would they win this? They're, they're going to lose. It's where we are. It is true. And my question is, before we start into the trade stuff, you know, there's talk that uh, if we lose that Hackett would finally be fired to be a courtesy flush, so to speak. And he would be gone because it's the bye week and same with Chubb. There might be trades. What if they win? And it's like they win 12, 10, which is entirely possible. Do you still make those moves or is this fire Hackett and or trade Bradley Chubb? Are those only depending on if we lose, if we win, do they still happen? I think they still happen. Oh yeah. Well, this is the problem. Like, like we talked about last week, it's you need to have the complete, you know, start over moment, the, the refresh, the, we're sorry, uh, Melvin Gordon, we're assuming he hasn't been traded. We're sorry, Russell Wilson, like we're going to, you know, this, this is your opportunity to start the season over again. Clean slate. Everybody gets to prove that they belong on this team because next year is the year. Yeah. And I think it's the right move. It's especially with a player like Chubb, get rid of him if we're not going to resign him because if they have rounding Benito, uh, other players like that, that they feel Randy Gregory, that they feel provide a better value, then by all means trade him. But I see people out there saying, you know, let's we'll get a first and a second for Chubb. We'll get two firsts. I don't know. What do you think his value is? Because I'm thinking if we get a third conditional second, that's probably. I think that's the floor. I think that's the floor. But, you know, you could get a first. You you And if there is competition for him, you could get actually get two first. I mean, that's that's the peak. The floor is a third and a second conditional, like you said. I want the most we can for him. I'm just asking what is a realistic expectation for an oft injured inconsistent player who is playing well right now on a, on a, on a cheap contract. Well, cheap contract for another 10 games. Yeah. But you know, we saw what happened with uh, Von Miller um, going to the Rams. I mean, his contract was not cheap, but that acquisition was what put them over the top for the Super Bowl. So uh, you you can't underestimate the, the, the power of a, of a pass rusher acquired. I agree, but what did we get for Vaughn? I think a second and a third, but he was injured. Remember, he was injured. It was. It just takes a team that is uh, desperate to be to push over the top, like the Eagles or whomever, to say we'll give you a first and a second, whatever. I just don't see this likely, but this is their window if they want to win. I mean, this is this is where George Payton gets to show how savvy he is. Like if he can make it happen. George now's the time like <laughs> now is the time I, I i don't like i said i don't see the broncos winning in uh in in london and like and if they do win like you said it's probably not going to be by a lot it's not going to be an impressive commanding victory that shows the world that the denver broncos are suddenly contenders like it, it we know what they are like we have seen they are a nine point a game team twice this year already two two questions i have for you the first is Back in August, remember in August when we were happy and hopeful? Remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And George Payton was God. He was infallible. Genius. And now with Russ and Hackett, 
in George we trust? Do we trust that he's going to get this right? The two biggest decisions of his career, by far, he appears to have botched. Do we reassess George? Is he, he's not infallible. No, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the whole, it's, it is a mess. Like he went after, he went after Aaron Rodgers' BFF, didn't work out for Aaron Rodgers. And then suddenly we had to reach, we've turned around like in the same day and got Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is, appears to be not as advertised, especially with the, with the, the Nathaniel Hackett offense. And so this is my opinion. You have to pin it all. If you're Peyton, you have to pin it all on Hackett. You cannot put one ounce of responsibility onto Russell Wilson because that is the move. That is that is the the signature of your stewardship of the Broncos. Like it has to work. You have to make it work and you have to do everything you can to make it work. Because if you pull up stakes on Hackett, Wilson, and Peyton, then it's then you're totally adrift. Yeah. Like you can't be you you, you have to pin it all. It may be Russell Wilson's fault, but for spin and fan perception and everything else that, that comes along with that, you've got to pin it all on the guy who is headed out the door. I agree completely. I think whether you think Russell is the problem or Hackett is the problem, they cannot they cannot move on from Russell Wilson because of that contract. They can move on from Hackett. Well, the that contract and the picks. Like, so there is no moving on. Like, it is what it is. And, like, people have asked me, like, locally, they're like, you think Russell Wilson would restructure his contract because it's begun so poorly? And it's like, hell no, he won't. Why? That's his payday. Why would he do that? That's not his fault. No, and he shouldn't. He He's not the one who forced them to give him $250 million. That's not his fault. Before he took a snap. It's his money. Um, you know, and I agree with the decision at the time, but God... Imagine if we'd waited till the bye week, if we'd said, we're going to wait till the bye week to make a decision on the contract. How good would that have been? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Here's a question. Normally, the Broncos winning 34 to 7 would be a fantastic thing. We'd all love that. Wouldn't that be the worst thing to have happen this week? Because it, it gives it this won't. false hope. It buys Hackett time that he probably shouldn't have and maybe keeps the Broncos from making moves they should make. Like if they actually went out and played well, wouldn't that just be like the worst thing? Do you think that's going to happen? I, you think they're going to score a third of the overall points that they've scored this season so far? <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I but don't think it's going to happen. Anything's possible, especially you play Jacksonville and you're in London. Anything can happen. I'm just afraid that that would be literally, you know, uh, polishing a turd. That it would just prohibit this team from doing things they need to do for their long-term future because of a one week feel good story. I don't think there are any delusions about what this team is. I don't, I don't think they are a nine point a game team. And, but the defense is good. They're creating turnovers. You get a couple uh, defensive scores or set up good. It's not unreasonable that this team could score points in a one-off fluke fashion. It's not likely it's not impossible it's harder to fire a coach or trade a star player after your biggest win of the season yeah that's true it's like it's like winning the last game of the year and missing out on the first overall draft pick yeah right. you won, but it wasn't the best thing for the long term of your franchise i think so when you're staring like at a draft with no draft picks and a team that is underperforming as bad as uh our offense is i want i, I can't loop the uh, the defense in there with this like it is of the course. offense but 100 
But if they're underperforming this bad, I mean, what happens? It yeah, go ahead and if especially, I mean, yes, we talked about Chubb, but I mean, Jerry Judy, uh, Alberto Kawibanam, we got um, uh, Melvin Hamler. Gordon, KJ Hamler. Like, I mean, there are some offensive pieces that we could package and send. Like, I maybe you keep the defense intact because they're the only ones doing anything, and uh, and you you move some stuff around. I mean, you know, it, it can be the Kendall Kendall Hinton offense. If we're a nine-point-a-game team right now and we trade Judy, Gordon, whatever, what are we then, a six-point-a-game team? Right? Like, does it matter? Does it, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't it, matter. It can't can realistically get worse, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, move some of the offensive pieces. They're they're not performing. Like Plus, Jalen Virgil, preseason hero, he's a – I think it's conservatively 120-catch-a-year player immediately. He's that good. <laughs> in this <laughs> offense? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, it'd almost be a disappointment if he didn't do that. But no, anyway, we we have Brandon Johnson back on the uh, practice squad if he's healthy. Jalen Virgil, that's what we'd be looking at if we traded Jerry Judy. Didn't we get Trinity Benson back? Wasn't that a, a move that I we made? I think that might have been a thing. But So I'm saying we're all mad at Judy because we got to be mad at somebody and he drops the ball every now and then. And he's never been who we were promised, which is the story of the Broncos not being who we were promised. But what's the the reality where we would be would be probably two practice squad undrafted free agents, rookie free agents getting into the uh, offense more regularly. So nine points a game. I think that's yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it's just the reality. And maybe it's got to get, you know, it's darkest before the dawn. And maybe we need to just turn off the lights and grab our ankles. And, <laughs> yes we need to do that oh my god you know what really sucks about the, how bad we've been the last few years you know what is just kind of chaps me step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, um, all my students are sitting out there right now. Make fun of me and my team every day in class. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah. No, I, uh, I get a little of that. We're, I mean, we're... Uh, We're out of state fans. You you live uh-huh. uh, in in the Bay Area, and I I live in in beautiful New Hampshire, um, and uh, it's it's hard. It's hard to be an out of state fan in an area where, uh, although it was a lot of fun watching the Patriots lose, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Just you know, it makes me feel better about myself to watch other people's teams lose. Yeah, that is um, my joy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But so I was over at my buddy's house on Monday watching the Monday night football game. His son is like the biggest Patriots fan. And and he is a Browns fan through and through, like born, bred, like totally uh, lives lives that life of loss and, and pain. And and his son was just so devoted. And I'm like, gosh, you know, this this makes me think of of like when I was a kid, like, there, you know, it was so much fun to be a Broncos fan. And and like there are these these moments that, you know, even people that have never lived 
live in Colorado. They're Broncos fans because of like the superior play of like the Denver Broncos. And after our show last week, you and I kind of talked a little bit about what there is no Genesis story of Broncos fandom that, that where the start is a terrible nine point scoring effort. Like these last few seasons are generating no out of state Denver Broncos fans. It's making it very hard to be an out of state Bronco fan. And it's making it very hard to be just a Broncos fan in general. Like even fans in Denver, they're leaving before overtime. They're leaving before the game is over there. That stadium, it was, it was two thirds full, like at the end of the game on, uh, on Sunday. So it, it, it's really kind of tragic that uh, the, the Genesis story for Broncos fandom has like been paused for so many years. Yeah. Well, we went out to the 49ers game, uh, what three weeks ago and kelly beloved has never been really a sports fan but she was crazy impressed with the mile high she's like people were like screaming like this game mattered like it's a playoff game and she said i can see why you're so crazy about the broncos because that was amazing and fun not everybody's going to get that chance to go to a game and feel the energy and that 49ers game was really probably the last game where we thought maybe they could do something so the crowd was really into it but I don't know. I, I see your point, but maybe it's a positive because we had all those years of the Tebow bandwagon fans and then the Peyton bandwagon fans. And so maybe this thins the herd of the Fairweather bandwagon fans and resets the fan base a little bit to just the core hardcore people who actually I don't them. know I'm I'm not one to gatekeep if you wear the orange and blue then you're good you're good in my book and if you if you like them because of Tebow or Peyton Manning good on you I liked them too because of those guys <laughs> so oh, I think that's great too I'm 100% agree with that if you became a fan because you love Tim Tebow awesome but if you were a Tim Tebow fan and not a Denver Broncos fan, and you were just constantly Tim Tebow above all else. That was annoying. There were those. But there I were a care. few of those. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you became a Broncos fan when they were 13 and 0 in 1998, and you just wanted to cheer for a champion, and then you've stuck with them. You are a valid fan. But there were Peyton Manning fans. There were Tim Tebow fans, and those are different than Bronco fans. And so, if some of those guys go by the wayside, I don't think anybody will miss them. But it's you're right. We're our standing as a kind of a national brand, a team that people would watch on primetime TV just because, hey, that's a good franchise. Something good will happen. That's that's tarnished. Gone. It's a little gone. Yeah, it's gone. And they have to go back and earn it back. It reminds me of the like the Cowboys, the Raiders, where they were just living on the mystique, the mystique, the faded glory without any actual things to back it up. That's kind of where we're at now. We're just a brand name that used to be really cool in like Jordash jeans, huge in the eighties. Nothing. Now we're Jordash. We're LA gear. This also sucks is my son. He's, he's fine. He's 10 years old. And suddenly he's like super interested in football. Like he was, he like could not be bothered with football up until recently. And now he's like, well, what's this? And what's that? What they're all spread out. What does that mean? They're all bunched together. What does that mean? And so he's been watching a lot of these like highlight videos on YouTube. And so there was like the best of 2019 and best of 2020. And I'm like, wow, there's no Broncos highlights in here. Apparently, if you want to be part of a highlight reel, uh, you need to score some points. Well, and we were part of those high re- highlight reels. We were like the guys chasing the other guys who were doing good things. Yes. Yes. You know, we were the guys getting burned for the 80 yard touchdown. That was us. Yeah. 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 Making the Chiefs we were- look excellent. Yeah, we were there. Just, yeah, just, just not. We weren't there, but we were there. <sighs> 
so I punched up some old Shannon Sharp highlights, some Terrell Davis highlights, and I'm like, you know, we used to be good. And, uh, you know, that made me feel good. But uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, we talked about Tebow earlier, but when I'm feeling sad, I'll punch up the highlights from the Steelers playoff game where he threw for 300 yards. And then, of course, the DT walk off. And I'll just have joy. I'll just be happy. I know what happens in the next game. But for that moment, I'll just be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has forgotten that uh, Von Miller uh, tried to intentionally hurt a guy. (laughs) Do you remember that? He went, no, I, I yeah, yeah. He got penalized. Yeah. He got penalized. He tried to hurt a guy in the, in the Patriots game that followed that game. I don't Um, remember this. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Kind of like went for the knee or something. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. More power on on to Von Miller. He's he's in the uh, AFC East now, so he gets to do whatever he wants to the Patriots. That's fine with me. My friends are Bills (laughs) fans, and I might just take care of Vaughn. We love him. He's one of those few players who has left Denver who is still, I think, universally loved. No, you can't do anything more to be loved. I mean, he still reps the gear and and the Demarius Thomas love and, and, you know, on Twitter and everything. He makes no bones about his his Broncos roots, and and that's good, you know? Yeah. So (sighs) I want to ask you one last question before we go here. At halftime of the game was last week, the 1997, the first Super Bowl champions were honored the 25th anniversary. You saw that? I did. Yeah. Must have been very proud of that effort. If you took those guys who are in their 50s now, put them in pads for the second half, would we've had a better or worse chance of winning the game? We might have had fewer injuries. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I I would love that. That would have been amazing. I I mean, I put six-year-old John all the way back there over Rippin. TD looks like he's been keeping fit. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. I mean, you know. That dude, <laughs> that dude's more fit now than he than he was when he played. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be something. That would be. We can dream, can't we? Gosh, no, we. I only have nightmares now. I don't know. Jack wake up know. in a puddle of your own drool. Like <laughs> that's, well, that's where that's, we are now. That's related yeah. to the Bronco things, but yes, mm, yeah. yeah, that's just a medical condition I have, and I appreciate you not making fun of it. That's all right. We all we're all getting older, Mike. It happens to all. Of us. It's awful. Let's, Let's call it a show, huh? Is that it? Well, we, I would like to know what you think is going to be the score of the game, sir. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, uh, 12 to 9, we lose. Dude, 12-10, we lose. <laughs> That's my prediction. I feel like I feel like I were like, you know, the uh, price is right. I'm bidding one more dollar than you to... I know. The, the Rockies <laughs> might actually outscore uh, the Denver Broncos this year, which yeah. is saying a lot because the Rockies are not a real baseball team. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, when well, the Broncos aren't a real baseball team either. So they have that there you go. There you go. There you uh, go. 12 10, 12 9. I think we're each expecting another completely dominating defensive effort. And yeah. And everybody's traded by uh, the time we get back from bye week. And if I'm Chubb and I know I'm not going to get re signed, I'm not sure that I want to get re signed to the Titanic that is going down underwater. <laughs> I'd be so happy to get traded. I mean, if he woke up and went from the Broncos and all of a sudden he's on the Rams or the Eagles or whatever. What if he goes to the Bills? Like, wouldn't that be just like, oh. <laughs> and then, then like he and Vaughn actually got on the field at the same time and did something, which that would be, be here. Oh. Oh, the irony would be so, oh my God. I'd almost like to see it just, just to watch the world burn. You know? It would create a rift in the space fan continuum that uh, oh, that, yeah. that I would be, I'd be, I'd want front row seats for because oh, my I'm God, that would that. be awesome. Yeah, like we wanted it, that it. every year and never got it. Be the bills. 
I want him to go there and get 10 sacks in the last 10 games. I want those two to each get three sacks in the Super Bowl. That would be just, that would be the most awfully hilarious thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, stay tuned on that note. uh, We will be coming at you uh, with a bi-week episode uh, next time you hear us. And there will be trades and, and the Broncos may have made a coaching change. Who knows? Uh, maybe they just pull up stakes and move the whole franchise to London. They just stay there. Who knows? But until then, uh, he is Mike DeSico and I am Jess Place. And you can follow us uh, over at milehighreport.com. Uh, we are on the Twitter. Uh, Mike, your Twitter is, uh, is what is it? It's um, at Mike DeSico. Comments there you stuff. go. I like that. And uh, I am at Jezru, J-E-Z-R-U. Uh, be sure to follow at MHR Podcasts because I, I tweet about uh, 80% of the content that comes out on the podcasts, sometimes I, I sleep in. So, but, and guys, it's delightful. It is. It really is. It really is. I, I got to correct, uh, uh, Mike's uh, grammar, uh, <laughs> last week. And I, that felt so good. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hate myself for that, but I'm going to go eat lunch before uh, fifth period starts. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, start making dinner. Sounds good, dude. Go Wait, Broncos. Maybe. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride.